0: What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Bat Flip where we discuss everything baseballs. I'm Landon Raby with me, Dylan Taylor. Guys, Tennessee has the number one team in the country unanimously. And it like it's hit me, but it's not hit me. Like the first time in program history, this team has ranked number one in any ranking. And all five of them have Tennessee at number one. I mean, they just Took Ole Miss out to the woodshed this weekend in Mississippi, of all places, and out that's a huge baseball park, Landon. We played in. Oh, it's massive. Park, not a it, it's park. Yeah, yeah, it's the biggest park known to man. I actually like before um, we got on the show. I was looking at the dimensions, and it's the different in right field and left field's ten feet. Uh, Tennessee's is three twenty. There's is three thirty. Center field, it's the exact same. Three ninety.
1: Right center is the only like decent difference, isn't it? Is it twenty five feet there? I remember seeing uh, it's, what you're It's, it's about,
0: fifteen. Like, so 15. left center, yeah, left center is three sixty. There's a three sixty five, and right center, ours is three fifty. There's still three sixty five. So, um, yeah, just a huge ballpark. I mean. A great weekend from Tennessee, and I just love the drama. And I love Tennessee just, you know, I'm sure they used it as bulletin board material. You you should. But they just kind of kept their head down and didn't let the emotions get the best of them and just destroyed Ole Miss. I mean, from the way Ole Miss got beat on, on your huge home ballpark.
1: Polo grounds. Then,
0: yeah, and then having Lane Kiffin do his shenanigans, and um, you know Dylan Delucia after Friday night's win, kind of say say the things he did. I mean, it was it was embarrassing for all Miss. I felt embarrassed for him to have that number one by your name and play and act like that. I hate to say you deserve it, but you deserved. It.
1: Things played out how they should have. I mean it you saw why you got a consistent or consensus number one team in the country now. I mean, it, no fault to Ole Miss. They just got beat by the better team and the best team in the country.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody's disputing that that Tennessee is for real. Um, you, you can say we didn't play anybody. We have now. We're outscoring our two first two SEC opponents, 49 to 12. I mean, it's just in Tennessee has the best pitching in America but they also have the best offense in America. So Tennessee's the front runner to win a national championship. You know, will they do it? That's, you know, it's going to be a tough grind to get there, and there's a lot of baseball to be played. But you look at the odds, Tennessee's number one.
1: Yeah, I I almost placed a bet on them week before last when they were plus 2,200. Would have been a nice payout. And then I got it when they were plus 1,700. Checked after this series, and they're plus 1,000, I think. It was us in Texas at the top, so I cashed in at just the right time. Hopefully, the boys can pad the old bank account a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think um, Joe, who does more important issues with us, he got a bet for I think it was thirty three hundred plus thirty three hundred season. I think it was right, like maybe right after Iona or something. So that, that just shows put, how
1: quickly you've climbed too, from plus thirty three hundred there to. The, being second from the odds on favorite I mean plus yeah, 1,000 I think 000. it's like
0: yeah plus 1,000 I was about to say 950 or something like that so yeah pretty insane I mean what did you think about the drama kind of in the, in the series before it even Mike Rooney on D1 Baseball was calling Lindsey Nelson Williamsport and how big Swayze Field is and you know hostile environment you know you got to watch it True freshmen, two true freshmen starting pitching-wise. You got true freshmen in your lineup. So, how how do you think Tennessee handled it, and what did you think about the kind of drama there?
1: This may be a testament to the way they handled it, but I didn't think there was much drama in the series. I mean, it it all seemed like it was more of the lead-up. And, I mean, you had a little bit in the last game, in the last six outs of baseball, but the previous previous two games and almost all of the third game, they're – there was no drama. So it's, I mean, you've got the writers from baseball America that, you know, claim that are all of our hits are just irrelevant because we play at a park. That's what, what'd we say? 15 foot shorter in right center field. But yeah. last I checked, Luke Lipsius hit one that didn't stay in the park out there. So I, I, during the seat or during the series, I, I didn't think there was any, any drama. So I, I think it's, I think it was probably built up to be, one of the marquee series of the year in the SEC, but Tony Vitello and the boys made sure that it, it didn't play out that way. So that was good for our – good for our squad.
0: Yeah, and, and I talked about this last night on More Important Issues. Just, you know, one of the first things you do as a, as a college athlete is you have a meeting about talking to the media. And one of the first lessons they teach you in that is don't give – another team, any kind of bulletin board material. You know, you can respect them and, you know, even say that we didn't play that great. We, we need to play better tomorrow, something like that. But to say that we took them lightly, we didn't think they could hit it out. So we threw it in there. They hit it out. We'll win tomorrow. I mean, you think uh, the personality that's, that's on this Tennessee roster, you think they didn't, circle that real quick i'll just read the um the quote from dylan delucia after that friday night he said we took them lightly it won't happen again we will win tomorrow i'll tell you that it's one of those things where they play in a small field we have a bigger field so we thought we could throw it into them it didn't work out we missed some spots and that's why they ended up hitting the home runs tomorrow will be a lot better
1: what was he thinking
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess he was thinking, like, I'm not going to pitch again, so it doesn't matter to me. But, dude, you got two more games. And you just got beat 12-1 to with the number one beside your name.
1: He decided to put it squarely on the rest of the bullpen. Yeah, he just
0: threw a freaking meatball, and Tennessee knocked it out of the park again. They hit a Luke Lipsius. That ball he hit Friday night to right field, oh, my God.
1: I just – I don't know how you watch Tennessee for the last three years now, and Tony Vitello coaching this team for the last three years now, and think that it's a good idea to say something like that. I, I don't. I don't know where that comes across as a good idea. I don't know if somebody told him to say that. I don't know if that was truly to God. It wasn't media guidance telling him to guarantee a win in the next <laughs> game. So I, I don't. I don't know what he drew up in his head. <clears but throat> my goodness.
0: Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, hate to see it. Um, And and I don't get, like, we thought they couldn't hit it out. Blake Burke, a couple days before that, hit one 444 feet. Like, did you not watch any film at all?
1: I'm no expert, Landon, but I think that's out in every part. (laughs) Exactly. I I don't know of one where that's that's staying. That's
0: 54 feet further than dead center in Swayze Field. Incredible. I couldn't believe it.
1: Really scraped the top of the fence there. It yeah. Barely got out.
0: <laughs> yeah, barely. Um, But, yeah, ten, I mean, but then you go in – Friday night you have five home runs. You know, Chase Burns shoved it doing what he does. I mean, he just – he sets a tone is what he does. Um, seven innings pitch, two hits, one on run, 11 Ks, um, no walks. I mean, just – you can't ask uh, for a better outing from Chase Burns. In a true fresh in his first start in an away park. You know, they played it minimate, but it still wasn't a true road game. So for him to get that start in a hostile environment where they seed eleven thousand plus in Swayze Field, the kids a pro. It didn't bother him one bit. Um, and he
1: he did it with the mental block that was apparently there too of knowing that his offense wasn't going to score for him. If you listen to people talk about the park, I mean, <laughs> imagine going imagine going in there and pitching and knowing that your team's not going to score for you too. That's even more pressure. So yeah. I don't know how the kid. Ole
0: knows. Miss had eight outfielders. I mean, it was it yeah. was insane. Um, but yeah, like Saturday just jumped all over John Gaddis. He was out in the second inning. He scored six in that second inning, and and don't really look back from there because you got a freshman phenom on the mound that's just mowing down one of the top offenses in the country. And Friday, Saturday, you know they score four runs in those two games. If Tim Elko isn't on Ole Miss's team, they have one run as a team in those two games.
1: Yeah, he had the two-run yeah. shot. Was that the Saturday game? And then a solo mm-hmm. shot as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, he was the old miss offense. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Justin, Jared, Jared Dickey had two home runs on Friday night. I mean, they just, the, the little league ballpark, they absolutely, you know, they crushed the ball and they crushed that saying. Um, I don't think anybody's debating that Tennessee can hit, hit it out anywhere. Um, apparently they didn't watch the Shriners, um, Showcase there, so in yeah,
1: an actual major league park.
0: Yeah, they didn't watch Drew Gilbert in the regional last year hit one eight hundred feet. <laughs> um, yeah, you love to see it, but then you come in Saturday, you have seventeen hits, you don't hit a single home run, so you prove you can you can play small ball, you can hit the ball. Um, you know, I think we had we had a sack fly, a sack bunt, five stolen bases. So we can play that small ball too, but if you're gonna miss your spots, we're gonna make you pay for it. turns um, out
1: that you you can score runs without home runs. It, it's a Tennessee can because that yeah, apparently
0: yeah. they couldn't before.
1: Yeah, if you're if you're not going against the Tony Vitello squad,
0: you can. Right. <laughs> um, so you had six players on, on Saturday that had multiple hits. Uh Drew Gilbert and Luke or uh Trey Lipscomb had three apiece. And then Chase Dolander, SEC Pitcher of the Week, shoving it. Burns Freshman of
1: the Week too, right?
0: Yep, Burns, SEC Freshman of the Week um, with his performance. Chase Dolander, SEC Pitcher of the Week, six and a third innings pitch, three hits, one walk, 10 Ks, no runs. I mean, Tennessee didn't really even have to do much offensively. Dolander
1: hanging out at 99 miles an hour, too, in the in the late innings, it looked like. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we've talked about, not dropping velocity throughout the game. I know we it got mentioned on the broadcast with Drew Beam, too, but the whole rotation, especially out of two freshmen. And Dolander's, what, a sophomore?
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, they're they're just sitting. You know, you, you mentioned sitting 90. He's probably high 90, 97, 98 is what he's sitting at. Chase Burns probably around the same, 95, 96. And then Drew Beam. He hit 94 on the gun, you know, late, you know, in that eighth inning on Sunday. So, you know, the, the, I mean, I, I'd like to see a better starting rotation than um, what Tennessee has. And, I I mean, you're, you're not going to find it. And these and, guys, like you said, are underclassmen.
1: Yeah, and we hear that another underclassman, the, the ace of this rotation was available to go Sunday if you needed him. I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect to see him. I don't think we'll probably see him until, I mean, I don't even know if you see him this weekend or not. It, it sounds like he's, he's working his way back into it though. But we, we talked about it before. Who are you taking out of the rotation? I, I still say it's Drew Beam, but I.
0: Yeah. How, well, like, you is like, yeah, you're like, he, it's gotta be Drew Beam and, and Drew Beam, you know, his, um he had a great kind of answer to the question, I think, on Sunday. It was just like, hey, if, you know, they need me to take another role, I'm happy to do it. Um, You know, just that attitude of this entire team, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, they're so unselfish with one another. You know, they root for one another. Even even though they're competing for spots and, and playing time, they just want to win. And that's what makes them so great.
1: And you should have all of them coming back next year, too. Don't want to start talking about next year already, but...
0: Yeah, I think Blade is draft eligible, so he probably is gone um, just due to age. But I think, yeah, the rest of them are back. Um, Yeah, like like you said, Drew Beam started off Sunday the way he did against South Carolina and just continues his tear on the SEC with seven and a third innings pitch, three hits, one earned run. Um, no walks, six Ks. Tennessee combined for 27 Ks between the three starters in one walk, eight hits. That's insane.
1: The one walk really sticks out there because you, you wonder going into SEC play in a park that normally is one of the best environments and nobody got rattled. Yeah, one walk, that's it.
0: 27 innings, Tennessee gave up two walks.
1: With two freshmen. I just keep saying the same thing over and over because that's how crazy it is.
0: Yeah, it's insane. I mean, Tennessee has a major league lineup. Pitching-wise and batting-wise. I mean, it's... And the pin. I mean, just what a job from Tony Vitell. I mean, this program was laughable before he took over. They weren't even making it to Hoover.
1: Already tied for third in career wins with Dave Serrano. Did I see that stat?
0: I think he's... Yeah, it's. I mean, it's probably close.
1: That may have been before Sunday. He maybe may have passed him on the win Sunday. I'd have to double check, but I know I saw that he was he I don't was know right if, there.
0: If we can see the chat, um, I don't know if I can see it. I don't know how you see it. I, I'm new to this whole producing thing, so um, if y'all have any questions, feel free to drop those in the chat. I know Callum probably has that stat somewhere. He, he's always. Um, you know, tweeting out how – because he, he just got, like, in fourth, like, sole possession of fourth not too long ago. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he, he's got to be close to Serrano. So, we'll, we'll see about that. If he has that, feel free to drop that in the chat. I'll be happy to give you credit for that. Um. Yeah. Drew Beam. Yeah, again, like, who, who? what do you – what would you do? Blade Tidwell comes back. What would you do?
1: I mean it's gotta be Drew Beam, but that's what I was starting to say a minute ago. I don't I don't know how you look him in the eyes and
0: say But do you do you move everybody back one or do you just throw him on Sunday?
1: Way it sits right now, I would I would go blade Sunday. Yeah. Just I I, I like I wouldn't move Dolander out of the Saturday spot just because to me the first and the third game are the most important because you drop the one in the middle, you still got the third one to take the series. I would want Blade on the third one right there. Maybe swap Burns and Dolander, but I, I would just sub in I would sub in Blade right there.
0: Isn't it insane that a first rounder probably next year in the draft is gonna pitch on Sunday for Tennessee <laughs> if that if yeah. that's how it is? That's yeah, that's insane. Unbelievable. <clears throat> but yeah, what a job from Drew Beam. Even if he does, you know, go to midweek games, you're still gonna need those guys. Like Tennessee could have used a true starter <coughs> in Hoover, in a regional, you know, when, when you get to Omaha, a super regional, like you're going to have to play some of those games where like, it doesn't line up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you know, you're going to have to spread the wealth a little bit. And Tennessee's got, you know, Halverson's on his way back too. Um, Xander Seacrest is, is pitching well. I mean, it, it's just a really good problem to have right now for Tennessee and, and Frank Anderson and Tony Vitello.
1: Yeah, Caleb just said he he is tied with Serrano, so that what a quick jump up to number three. I mean, he's got a long way to go for number one still, but at this pace, he should he should be there in a couple weeks, maybe.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Sunday, going going back to that game a little bit. You're up four to nothing. Gilbert's triple in the fourth. Trey Lipscomb drives in a run with a ground out. And then um, Luke Lipsius in the sixth hits a double to bring in Lipscomb. And they made it interesting, get a three-run home run off Camden Sewell right after um, they take out Drew Beam. And then Redmond Walsh comes in there like a freaking boss and slams the door right in Ole Miss's face. Oh, like you can sniff that win? Boom, get out.
1: And how nice they, is it? he
0: slapped him like Will Smith slapped Chris Rock last night.
1: <laughs> Pop culture here on the show.
0: Exactly.
1: Perfect time to pull it. <laughs> but he just I was thinking it after the win Sunday was final. Camden Sewell's been one of the most consistent guys for you out of the bullpen. How nice is it that he has that may be the most uncomfortable he's looked. In a Tennessee uniform, since I've since I've really seen him start working. Yeah, how nice is it that he has one of his worst outings and just doesn't look comfortable, and you still get a win? Like you, yeah. you, uh, uh, we're, we're used to seeing him work quick, but he just never looked comfortable up there. He, you could tell he was having trouble finding the zone. The one he gave up wasn't moonshot, but you can do all that and you still win. Like yeah. that, that just that just speaks to the mentality of the team.
0: Yeah, and you know, props for Redmond Walsh. I mean, Tony Vitello makes a change with a three two count. Redmond Walsh comes in, gets a strikeout, it gets past the catcher, so the guy ends up getting on base, but he gets out of that inning. And then the ninth inning gives up a leadoff single, you get two outs. Ortega kind of boots a ball and then, you know, he gets he gets that huge strikeout to just end things for Ole Miss. Again, they're kind of sniffing that win again and Full on Will Smith. Full on Will Smith. <laughs> Print the shirts. <laughs> Print the shirts. Um, yeah. What, what did you? What do you think about Tennessee's kind of bullpen right now? Do you do you like how it's going? Do you like it's it's kind of a mix of guys. McLaughlin. It's Kirby. It's Joyce. Um, Red. I mean, you got a ton of options there.
1: I think the only thing I still want to see is just like the established order of like. And, and I mean, there's never going to be a definite order of this guy's seventh, this guy's eighth, this guy's ninth. But I'd like to see, like, okay, who's the guy that when you're in this situation, this guy comes in, if that, if that makes sense. Because, I, mm-hmm. I mean, Ben Joyce, I, I don't, has he closed a game this year? But his stuff is closer stuff. So that's, that's crazy. But you get Redmond Walsh coming out of the ninth. There's, there's so many guys that can do so many different things that maybe we won't ever actually see a, establish this person here maybe that's the way tony wants it but i would kind of like to see like who can you trust in a tight situation we know redmond walsh obviously we don't know that with ben joyce yet because he's been throwing heat when we've been up by a lot of runs so yeah. we saw him we saw elko hit a bomb off of him which when you're throwing that hard all you really have to do is make contact and it's gonna go somewhere Throw a
0: barrel at it
1: <laughs> yeah so i love The bullpen situation. I just, I'm interested to see how it pans out. Just where, who, kind of who takes what role?
0: Yeah, Ben Joyce did. You know, like you said, we were up by a lot of runs, but he did finish that um, South Carolina game on Sunday when when he went in the ninth inning up ten to nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
1: He's. I don't know if you call it a save. I don't know if that's a closer role, but he did finish. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, I don't think there's any doubt. At that point, um, weakness with Tennessee. You know, we, we've talked about them having base runners. It's a lot easy when you're your starting pitching's only giving up eight hits. Um, I think they got twelve on the <clears throat> on the entire weekend. Like they're not getting the opportunity to steal bases. Yeah, and then so I I, th- I think my weakness has kind of shifted. I think it's fielding a little bit. And I think there's some great fielders on this team. I think Cortland Lawson's one. Um, I I think Luke is a great first baseman. But, man, two outs in the ninth, you can't boot a ground ball. Yeah. You you can't let a ball go into your glove at third base. Like, that stuff just can't happen. Um, And I'm nitpicking a little bit because Tennessee swept number one on miss. Like, it happened. But – that's one, if, if I'm nitpicking a little bit, I think fielding needs to improve a little bit. I, I don't like the errors because I feel like at, at some point that could cost you a ball game.
1: We we talked about it the week before. That's so what I was about to say. Is there's, It was the week before two weeks before. We were talking about getting into SEC play. There are going to be plays that you've got to make. You know, luckily – Redmond Walsh does what Redmond Walsh does, and it winds up not hurting you. But it, there's going to be a time where you you've, you've got to make a play like that. And I, at this point, you can't really blame it on early season rust anymore. And I know mm-hmm. we're we're nitpicking, so it's. I mean, we're what twenty two and one on the year, so it's it obviously hasn't burned us yet.
0: Twenty three and one.
1: Twenty three and one, but it, now it's.
0: We got to get it, all, all the wins count
1: all of them <laughs> even in this park yeah even at Lindsay Nelson right. they still yeah. count but yeah it's just I it's some point you, you got to buckle down and you've got to make that play for drill or Tega. And he's he's made plays all year so I've, I've got no doubts that he'll bounce back from it but you can't have those against Vanderbilt and you can't have yep. those against Arkansas.
0: Yep. so Tennessee's back. Um, this week, Wednesday, they'll play Western Carolina at five 5.30 in Williamsport, a.k.a. Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Um, and then this weekend, going to Nashville. You know, broadcast-wise, being there as a fan, however you're listening to the game, I think you should probably listen to it on the radio, <coughs> maybe watch it and turn the volume down, because you're going to hear the Vandy Whistler, and it's going to be annoying, and it's probably going to make you want to, jump out of an airplane without a parachute
1: Landon, i'm gonna be honest with you i'd forgotten about that i thought you were talking about wanting to turn it down because because of the old miss broadcasters this past weekend anytime <laughs> tennessee did anything positive it sounded like you'd shot their dog in front of them. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it, it, it sounded like a library almost yeah but yeah was
0: it luke's home run that just like yeah i mean they didn't even hide it
1: it was his it, it was his and I think it was Jared Dickey's second one it could be they're both the lefty okay. swings I could be I could be thinking both of them but gotcha. yeah it was just I mean I get it I, I would probably be like that but I'm not a professional broadcaster right, right. that I, I get you don't like what happened but at least have some pep in your voice a little bit like try to hide it at least I mean but yeah I, I'd you would you just reminded me of my old friend the Vandy Whistler, <laughs> yeah. possibly the most annoying human being on the face of this planet.
0: Are, are you going to be able to get tickets to the game? Can I out kick, kick hook you up a little bit?
1: I don't know if I want to, If the Vandy Whistler is going to
0: be good point, yeah, you <laughs> might have to wear you might have to wear these right here or something. Yeah. Like that. some noise canceling headphones.
1: It'll be down the road. I'll take one of the bird scooters over there.
0: <laughs> there you go. It, it, it might, it's probably cheaper just to buy like a hotel at the Marriott and watch it from somewhere
1: probably yeah
0: or, or try I to I, I don't i know you can see the the football field from the marriott i don't know if you can see the baseball field um but yeah it, it might be cheaper to do that I saw where the lowest ticket's like 500 dollars.
1: you could probably so, still still hear the whistle from margaritaville if i was guessing probably I'd, it's probably I'd, true i'd say you could hear
0: it so you're gonna be turning up at uh kid's rock kid kid rocks bar
1: Oh yeah, Jason Aldeans, or, or which
0: which one you go to?
1: Uh, we we hop around. We're, okay, gotcha. there's no definite one.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Legends. Tony's, Tony's Legends.
1: gonna call us and let us know. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, Vanderbilt's a really good team. They they lost. I mean that that win over South Carolina is looking better and better after they beat Texas. They beat Vanderbilt this past weekend. Took two of three, and then uh, I mean Vanderbilt's got a really good team. Enrique Brett. Bradfield's good. They got uh, Dominique Keegan, who is one of the best hitters in college baseball. Um, they're going to have pitchers every single year. They're just going to reload. I don't care if Rocker and Lotter are gone. I mean, that's, you know, maybe from velocity standpoint, that's better. But, um, you know, these guys are going to be good, too. And I, I think it's going to be difficult, especially if you let Enrique Bradfield on base. I mean, he's probably swapping second and third, just like Seth Stevenson is for for Tennessee.
1: Yeah, I I have no doubts that Vandy's going to bounce back. You hope it's not this week, and that's why, I mean, I was glad South Carolina beat them, but I was kind of like, man, that could have been the week after we played them. Cause I mean, they're a well coached team, like as much as we hate on Vanderbilt, like Vanderbilt baseball has been Vanderbilt baseball for a while now. So you you know, they're going to bounce back. But it's going to be a good test this weekend. I mean, I was going to say a good road test, but you just went on the road and proved that you can play on the road. So I'm it must be nice to see. have
0: all their uh, players on full scholarship.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and... gotta love it, Bandy, Oh my god. <clears throat> yeah, they. Hopefully, they showed uh, up I... and actually want to play because I mean, Ole Miss didn't. They they just didn't want to play this weekend. You know, we'll come out tomorrow yeah. and ready play, and then we'll. we'll Come out tomorrow and ready to play. We weren't today, and that was the whole series. So I, I guess <laughs> they assumed the series started Monday.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were just ready for the midweek game.
1: It's that daylight savings, the pesky daylight savings time. They they yeah. got the game times mixed up. They, it's they it's
0: different in Mississippi. They they just don't they don't get it. And you're talking about the the two guys that were I guess Real fan or sorry Ole Miss fans that were doing the broadcast. I mean, I'm sure it's probably hard to find some people in mississippi that can hold a conversation about baseball so
1: can they read a clock down there
0: that's a good point
1: i don't know anybody from mississippi so that's why i'm talking a little out of turn (laughs) (laughs) there's
0: some good ones um i don't know in oxford um you know those people that were wearing loafers and collared shirts were ready for those beer showers but you know didn't get a lot of opportunities to do that this weekend
1: no one one sad attempt with three of the fans. <laughs> right, that was I think I think that was the only one. I, well, All there's right. the one Sunday, but yeah, just mm. before that, there was the one late in the game where it's uh, the crowd started to head out middle. Yeah, in like the innings, sixth maybe. inning. Yeah, yeah gone. they were
0: the only three left out there. Yeah. Um, MVP. Who you got? I knew you are going
1: to ask, and I still don't have an answer. I'm going the entire pitching rotation. I'm going Chase <laughs> Burns, DoLander, and Beam. Because I, how do you pick one out of all them? That's good. I, after you Chase could Burns just go Frank start.
0: Anderson. That, that's who I was going to say. If you weren't going to go pitching, I was going to go Frank Anderson. But I'll be a little bit different just because. Um. But yeah, what well, I mean, what a weekend for that pitching staff. I, I mean, like, yeah, and Again, that that starting pitching. 27 strikeouts, eight hits, two earned runs, one walk. Um, I mean, that's, again, number one team in the country, one of the top offenses in the country, and you just sat them down.
1: After Friday, I was like, okay, Burns is my MVP for the show Monday. Then after Saturday, I was like, you no, know, it's Dolander now. And then after Sunday, <laughs> it's Beam. I'm like, right, you, you can look at each one and say, this one does this a little bit better. This one does this a little bit better. Because, I mean, if you're going off just pure stuff, it may be Burns, honestly. I mean, Dolander's filthy. But if you're going off mindset, I don't know how it's not Drew Beam. I mean, I, yeah. just the dog mentality, I don't know how it's not him so far. So, you, you try to... Yeah,
0: he, I mean, he's he doesn't have, like, the, the velocity that the other two guys have, but he's just so smooth to the plate. And, like, I think it's hard to... I don't i don't know there's just something about him that like people can't hit it
1: and, and, he and he's not getting tall.
0: the yeah he's not getting the multiple strikeouts and stuff like that but he's so athletic and like i mean you get sword after check swing after check swing you know ground like rolling over on it you get a pop fly in the infield i mean it, it's just it's fun to watch um and i'm sure i'm sure it's fun for the infield you know they get to play a little bit um. Whereas Burns and Dolander, they kind of, <laughs> they kind of just sit back and relax for an inning. Um. But yeah, I mean, what what a performance from all three of those guys. And I think you see Burns shove it the way he does. I think they're both like, oh man, I got to go out there and perform too, or I'm going to look like crap. You yeah. know, I feel like they're all three kind of like, I don't want to lose my spot when Blade Tidwell or Seth Halverson comes back.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just I, I try to sit here and pick individual qualities that set them apart, but I, I see a little bit of all of it in each of them. But it, it's just, yeah, I, I couldn't I, – I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, which one had the best start? I, I still want to say it was Burns maybe just because it's the first game set in the tone like that, but he had 12 runs. So yeah. I, then I go back to Beam where he, he was – you're up, but you're never really up by a lot. So that, that brings in more of the mentality part of it. So. So give me all three of them.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll go a little bit different. I'll go Drew Gilbert. Um, I I think he made a ton of plays in center field. You know, got balls that look like they're in the gap. He just, he made it look easy. Um, Then he was five for 11 this weekend, four RBIs. He had that big triple on Sunday that, um, you know, if that doesn't happen, I I feel like we get later in that game, things get more interesting. Um, So, yeah, I just thought, you know, his mentality was great. It's, it's good to see him not only be back, you know, like he was last weekend, but it, it just seems like he – I mean, he's clean up, and he has, like, the least amount of home runs out of everybody in the lineup. But, yeah, yeah Jared I, Dickey, who's, who has, like, seven, <laughs> that's I, that's our leadoff guy.
1: There, there's really not any shame in having the least home runs in this lineup because, oh, I yeah. mean, how do you – How are you passing Trey Lipscomb with the most when he's already in double digits? I mean, my goodness.
0: You're you're not catching (laughs) him. And I think he's already at 40 RBIs, and and he had a really good weekend as well. Um, I I thought Lipscomb did. I think he had six RBIs on the weekend, so I could have picked him too. I think he was four for 12, so bat around 300, and, you know, had six RBIs. So, yeah, just doing what he does. I I feel like every time that he hit the ball, whether he was getting out or on base – it was driving in Iran. Doing your job. That's what you yeah. got to do. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Drew Gilbert. He's he's growing out the stash a little bit. I don't know if you notice that. He's always had the eye black, but he's growing out the stash since he got hurt. So, um, you know, maybe there's a little – you know, rub it a little bit for good luck. Or, or is it just a broom? Is it just a lip broom?
1: Whatever it is, keep it. sweet. the Because right if, yeah. if, if I would have picked offensive, yeah, he, he would have been my pick for the weekend just because – it's bad to say, but I didn't want to give it to Trey just because we've seen it so much from him now. I, I don't, want, don't want the rest of the guys to get jealous. <laughs>
0: yeah, is is Trey still your greatest player of all time?
1: Till he proves <laughs> otherwise, he is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, Jared Dickey did get, Um, you know, he's out right now with a foot injury. Looks like he – it was just running to second base and kind of – apparently it's been lingering. They thought it was like a shin or something, but it, apparently it's his foot. So don't know exactly how long he's out. You know, the, the good thing about this lineup, and, and you know, you want to get him back because he is such a big part of this offense. And, a, and I think he's improved a lot in, in left field as well. But you have so many guys that can come in and, and play. Seth Stevenson, I thought he had a great weekend. Um, I think he had three hits on Saturday and, and maybe three more on Sunday. Didn't play on Friday, but had, you know, two really good games in there. Stole two bases on on Saturday night. So, I mean, you have guys that can come in. Christian Scott, uh, Christian Moore, Blake Burke hit a bomb this week or this weekend. So, I mean, you have guys that can come in. I, I think you'll probably see Seth Stevenson take over at left field. And then your DH will probably be more Scott or, or, or Blake Burke, in my opinion.
1: That's It's crazy to think that Blake Burke has made the impact that he has so far. I was I was just – because I, I was thinking about before the year when we kind of picked our breakout candidates, and mine was Chambers. And now he's probably through no fault of his own, really, just kind of disappeared right now with just all the other guys that have stepped up around him. But back to Dickey, yeah, I mean, he's – if we were giving out awards right now, what are we quarter of the way? Past a little past a quarter of the way. I mean, Jared Dickey's the most important player on this team because he's he's provided no. There's been no drop off from him, from Liam Spence to him in the leadoff yep. role, which was the biggest question mark I had this year. And yep. he's, I mean, he's done even better, which I thought wasn't possible. But I mean, that's that's why to me he's you got to get him back quick because he's been. He's been the most important player by far this
0: year. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they play that. We'll, we'll keep up with that and see kind of where he's at. Um, yeah, sh- should be getting some some flamethrowers back in, in this rotation here pretty soon. We'll see how they're used. Um, but it, it sounds like they're going to come out of the bullpen first. It seems like Tony Vitello kind of mentioned that on Sunday, that they're working their way back. He was ready to go in the ninth. If Redmond got in any more trouble. But uh, you know, didn't didn't even have to use them. Yeah, it, a wealth of arms. <laughs> right. Um. But that's all we got. Do you have anything else?
1: All good here. Number one.
0: Number one, baby, it feels good. And, and I wore the orange jersey just because they were released today. Um. It's not you a shawl that anybody that didn't get one. Yeah,
1: it's you just, wanted the flags. We know.
0: It <laughs> <was>. <laughs> it's just celebrating the people who did get one. So if you did, great. Um, guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, next Monday, hopefully talking about, I mean, hell, another sweep over Vanderbilt would be fantastic. I'll I'll do the whole sh- – I'll like – I'll do a handlebar beard.
1: What would that be, 9-0 nine S- nine in the SEC? Yeah. It
0: would be pretty sweet, wouldn't
1: it? A handlebar? Okay. I think Or, or like
0: – what do they call them? what's the chop thing the mutton chops
1: Mutton chops or full manchu yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: I'll do I'll do something something kind of weird if we end up um, sweeping Vanderbilt that'd be great uh, I'll put would your body this, on
1: the line for the team line
0: there you go yeah always I'll take a 100 mile an hour fastball to the to the arm if that's what it takes.
1: You're a braver man than I.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, that's not true. I've seen, I've been like in the fourth row from Ben Joyce, and I don't want any part of that. So I
1: don't, I'll step out of the box. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, Guys, thanks for listening again. Be back on Monday. Peace.